Oh my God, Miss Lippy. So good to Dude, see I feel you. Like all the Coors Field talk, like I almost like kind of don't like playing there anymore. Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us know what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. James, say hi. Hi. Kirk, say what up. What up? Pat, we got a little guest appearance here. Pat's our legal analysis here. Hey, everybody. Um, we are here just to talk Diamondbacks, Padres, and the trade deadline. Trade deadline is August 31st, 1 o'clock, noon o'clock. Depends on what time zone you're in. I'm not sure. Whatever, Josh is already mad. Joshua. Um, but, yeah, let's finish. Let's uh, talk about this Diamondback series, right? What a weird series. Game one was probably the craziest series ever. Calhoun got hit. And just a fun game that we won three to two. Yeah, just a fun series minus today being postponed. Um, we all know why. We'll get into it. Not our not our job, not our place. But yeah, just we won yeah, three. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen somebody like purposely duck their head in front of a ball like that with Cal- Calhoun. I dig it. If if you're not cheating. <laughs> And he was definitely trying to cheat. He's just like purposely like like a soccer header away from him. He's just like <laughs> his initial reaction. His initial reaction is just like, yeah, I got got, I got caught. I'm I'm just gonna walk off. I'm good. So after the series, I have a serious question. Do you feel more comfortable with a one or two run lead than you do with say a five or six run lead? I feel comfortable with a one or two run lead. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the deal is because having like an inexperienced bullpen like we do, you'd think we could just the big leads would help us and not have those huge moments, but <laughs> anytime we get up by like six runs, it's like guaranteed they're gonna come back in the ninth. It's stressful innings, right? So if you have one or two runs, like every single inning or every single out after that is stressful. And so, you know, MLB analytics, they track that kind of stuff. So you would figure if you have a seven run lead, those are not stressful, right? But for whatever reason, the Rockies make them extremely stressful. So other side of this, that just means that the Rockies are full of ballers and gamers, right? They only want high stress scenarios. They only want to be in the high stress moments. That's the only time they can execute. Right. They're not out we're here the, to play little league. They're out here to win championships. Right. Yeah. We're we're the best worst team in the league. Playoff bound team. We're seventh right now in the NL. So. Did you see what ESPN had our latest uh, playoff chances at? Fifty-two percent. Well, just two days ago, it was only 35, so let's, let's fucking go. Oh, that was before we swept the Diamondbacks. Could have had four today, but. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing that was promising to me is uh, Nolan Arenado seems to be coming back. He, he started hitting the ball towards the end of the series, and John Gray had a great start. That was good to see. So there's a lot of positives coming out of the series. The question on that, though, is since we're Rockies fans, is it because we're playing the Diamondbacks and they're struggling and they've lost seven straight? Is it Nolan being back because we're facing the Diamondbacks who just aren't good? Is it Gray being back because he's executing and he's actually back? Or what is it? You know what? I, just 
just leave it alone, man. We just, just let me be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we are good, baby. We're back. Let's go. <laughs> what it is is not playing the Houston Astros for four games and then going to LA, which is always the worst case scenario. So it was just a rough seven game stretch there. We didn't pull any out and it is what it is, but we bounced back. So let's go. We did lose two of three to the Diamondbacks two weeks ago. We came back and swept them three. About to get a fourth one today, Freeland versus uh, Gallon, who, which would have been a fantastic matchup. Like, Absolutely. I just want them to make that up soon just so I can see Freeland and Gallon go head-to-head because both are studs, right? Padres coming into town, Coors effect. Not, it's a thing. We were just talking about it. We are officially concerned about Coors effect. We're not excited. We're mad that we play at Coors. Padres are coming into town. I'm not going to say their nickname. We all know their nickname. Blank Diego, Slam Diego. Yep, I said it. Um, they are coming in hot. So I'm a little nervous. They are a good baseball team. I mean, there's no denying that. But, you know, last time they were in Coors, they – well, we went two out of three. So, I mean, let's just keep it going. I don't – I'm not say. Yeah, we just got to hope the, the starting rotation holds up. That's where it's at. I mean, the bullpen is – it is what it is. <laughs> it so, is what it is. We just got to hope that the starting pitchers can can play like they did at the beginning of the year because that's what carried us. So, if we can just get some good starts from our rotation, I think we'll be okay. And you just got to neutralize Tatis because he's just murdering the ball this year. Well, Machado went four for four the other day, so – you got two guys you really have to watch out for. And then you got Myers. He's he's still really good. Hosmer, he's been extra base machine. So, could be wild. Yeah, they did just lose the second game of their doubleheader against the Mariners. So, they are one, win, one loss away from a losing streak. So, there is that. But they've been hot. And I'm just – I am going to be that pessimistic Rocky fan today. I am nervous about them coming into Coors. It freaks me out, man. We just got to hold our own because if we get swept by them, that's just going to just kill us. So Uh, what are we happy with? Are we happy with a 2-2 series split? Are we happy with the 3-1 us? Are we happy if we get one out of this? What are we walking away happy with? Well, we're a little hot right now, so – I mean, I'm hoping for a 3-1 here. And, yes, they are going to be slugfests, absolutely. But you got Blackman, Arenado's coming coming back, getting extra base hits. Story's just ridiculously hot. So it's going to be a slugfest for sure. It's just going to be who can, who can pitch better in the late innings. I would be okay with a 2-2 split. Um, just get, get away with it coming 500 out of the out of the series and move on to the next one but obviously at home you want to get these wins and with Arenado coming back you gotta you gotta figure we're the lineup's finally gonna start kicking up right like this is this is the moment this is like everybody was saying like last week was the turning point we all knew what the Dodgers series is going to turn into. We are officially 500 right now, so I think this is it. We're half. We're at the halfway mark. If if we get swept, we're screwed. We're in trouble. 
But I think, like Kirk said, I, I'm going with the 2-2. Two, two. I'm happy with as long as we have some positives to take away, you know? Um, let's walk away with something good in our in our laps. The season where you have, you know, half the league making the playoffs, so I, I, I would disappointed. wouldn't be disappointed with a 2-2 two, two split here. If we stay 500, we're Gucci, right? So at the end of the series, the final game of the series, the 31st, is the trade deadline. Um, we're going we're gonna to ask Pat what he thinks we should do at the trade deadline here, our guest appearance. Pat, what do you think we need to do at the trade deadline here? Well, if you push for playoffs, I'd imagine you want to buy. So, I mean, you push in. I mean, that's obviously the natural course of rather than if you're way out of it, then you're going to sell. That's logical. So if the Rockies are there, <laughs> what? <laughs> right. So you just got to push in. I think that's the main I need thing. you to say that again because that was great, but I couldn't keep it together. Because it was like the perfect just blah. Hello. So you're going to push in. Said he's number seven. It's a different season where like more than half the teams are getting into the playoffs. You're in seventh position now. As it stands, you're 500. You're going to buy to push it, try to push yourself into the playoffs rather than sell because that's the position you're in. If you guys were like 10 games under 500, why would you buy? You'd sell. So you get Just got to push it in. Exactly. That's what she said. He gets yeah. it. We all get it. It's time to push in, Breitich. Thank you, Pat. You it's time to go for it. Breitich, make your move. Make us happy. Do something. Do something fun. Like, it's a short season. This is our moment to win. We can make the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. There's absolutely no way we don't make the playoffs. What are you going to do? Well, if anybody's going to push in, it's not going to be Bradditch, So, But we – Fair enough. I mean, yeah, you're right. Bradditch ain't going to do shit. But we're still going to talk about it because I think he might actually do something. I'm he really excited. To, he needs to make Arenado happy, right? I'm re- he needs to do something. He needs to make Arenado happy. We have him for under control for another two years. He's already pissed them off. He signed him to a new contract and then pissed them off immediately. I can't wait to just post the meme where it's the guy with a stick and he's poking at the other person on the ground to say, hey, do something. Because that's what it is every trade deadline, every offseason. Hey, just do something, please. So yeah, you aren't hoping. It was really interesting kind of diving into this because you look at you look at the standings and stuff and it's just like everybody's pretty much still in it. So it's really hard to say who's going to sell, who's going to buy. It's going to be really interesting to see this deadline. I think it's going to be just – I don't know. I kind of feel like it's going to be kind of dead for the most part. Um, but just kind of diving into it, I did come up with one trade that I really liked where it's like if we well, pulled of this you liked off. It. You came up with it. What's that? Of course you liked it. You came up with it. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Maybe you'll like it too. But uh, so I was looking at the Kansas City Royals and they got Greg Holland, who's shown success in Colorado. He's got postseason experience. And then on top of that, a very interesting piece that we could add is Salvador Perez. Plug him at catcher. He's batting 307 this year. Um, Becomes a free agent in 2022. So since if the Royals are selling, that could be possible. He he can also play a little bit of first too. That is interesting. I I was off the boat when you said Holland. I don't want to ride that ride anymore. He's old. I do. I'm totally I'm totally fine with Holland. 
Why? As the Perez piece, the Perez piece is really interesting to me. So what, what are we giving up to get those two pieces? Yeah. See that that's the thing is like, we're probably, since we don't have a deep farm system, we're probably going to have to give up somebody that's already on the team right now. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to say. I mean, do you give up McMahon or somebody like that? Um, but... I, don't know. I don't know if we would have to do that, though, because we have some numbers coming off the books that the, that the Royals would enjoy because they're in a complete rebuild. They, they're not winning anything soon. As far as, like, Greg Holland goes, I mean, he's uh, got a 3-3-8 ERA this year. Um, and it's just the fact that he's pitched for us and you know that he has success in Coors. What about the what about the Pirates? Is there anything that we can get off of that squad? Because you know they're not competing. Yeah, so I was I was looking into this. Pirates have a reliever who's a stud. Um, his name is Kayla Kayla Keon Kayla. I'm sorry, man. I don't know how to pronounce your name. He's got a sweet tattoo. So him and Freeland will probably become buddies. Go to the same t- tattoo parlor. But he is a closer. He's got the numbers. If I had my notes with me, they'd be great. Um, career 3.24 ERA, uh, 266 strikeouts and 216 innings, and a whip of 1.1. And the great thing about this dude is he is cheap. He is one year for $3 million. He is a free agent at the end of this year, so he's literally a rental. He's cheap, rental. Um, he's perfect for what you'd want in a trade, right? The only thing is the pirates are rebuilding. They want prospects. So they, we got to send them Welker. So I got two things to say about Kayla. So first off, I'm pretty sure I heard he's hurt right now. Yeah. He is. I just, uh, I just got put on the injured list today. Yep. And number that two is number two. If you, uh, remember the Amir Garrett incident where, Cincinnati Reds player charged the the Pittsburgh Pirates. Kayla was the guy that uh, was kind of the catalyst to that fight. That that's night. what you want on your team. <laughs> you want that, right? You want the fire. Yeah, I, I want Kyle I Mirror Garrett any day. Yeah, I want a Mirror Garrett on the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Amir, come on over, man. I would love Amir Garrett on our team right now. The Tequila, that's that's an interesting fact. I didn't know about that. But I was thinking Kila um, for uh, Toglia. Toglia, the dude, first baseman in the in the system. I was maybe thinking about a Josh Bell Kila combo. I don't know how that would work, but like I was thinking maybe throw Murphy and Toglia and some cash considerations because that would be fun. But there's no way that works out. I don't think you can trade Murphy at this point. He's He's just a little too old, and he started off the season hot, but his defense has been horrific, and he hasn't been hitting. So, But he is a free agent mutual option at the end of the season. So that's $12 million off your books if you take him and just let him go. So well, I know anything about Bridage. He'll, he'll go ahead and execute that option, even though he's not good. Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a fun conversation but we know it's going absolutely nowhere right <laughs> no K- 
Uh, Keon Kayla would be would be great. It was kind of hard finding good relievers on bad teams because it just seemed like the guys that I recognized by name all were having bad years too. So it's like, are we really going to go after them? But the, the other reliever I found, another former Rocky, like let's just get him back, you know? <laughs> Will Harris on the Nationals. I'm just kind of looking for like a veteran presence to come in there that can do some work for us. Cause we're just so young and inexperienced in the bullpen. If we could get a veteran reliever that's got some postseason experience in there, I'd feel a lot better with it. Yeah, uh, our best reliever right now is Daniel Bard who hadn't pitched for seven seasons and he's got the stuff definitely. He's got a, got out of a couple of jams, but I mean, we need somebody that can just lock it down the Rockies did sign um, Ross Cup to a minor league deal. That's the most Rockies move ever. Like, (laughs) let's address our bullpen issues. So let's go ahead and get a fringe minor leaguer left-hander that is sometimes okay and just sign the veteran and just say, okay, have at it, bud. It it makes no sense. That's not a move in in my view good thing your view doesn't matter right yeah you don't want will harris terrible. <laughs> i'm looking at him right now His through the oh pat sat guy be quiet um he's got a four he's got a four two six four two six era his career era is 2.86 we're looking at the career career era terrible he's only thrown six innings we're fine all right bring in will harris i honestly at this point bring in anything do something that makes us a little bit better. If it is a Will Harris, at least you're bringing in a, a veteran arm, doing something to solidify the, the bullpen. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, these are kind of, like, fairly realistic things because we're not going to go out and get, like, like an Amir Garrett, you know? So it's, like, these are just kind of things that I've, I've thought of where it's, like, well, I could actually see that kind of happening. They are brightest moves. They are brightest moves. And to Aaron's point where you said earlier, like, you know, teams that are on the rebuild, the Nationals are terrible. They're like 10 and 21 right now. So I'm thinking they're well, selling. reliever for them right now. It's actually not a bad suggestion as well if you want a veteran. Like, well, I mean, if that's, if that's the route we want to go, then I'm thinking Daniel Hudson. Like, let's go get that guy. Daniel Hudson, he's had a little rough of a year, but his last couple of outings have been pretty great. So let's get Hudson in there and lock it down. I actually like that a lot. One guy I really liked was uh, is actually Sergio Romo, but he's on the Twins, and the Twins are doing really well. So there's just no way that they're going to give him up. But it's just like – it's kind of cool to see him still just killing it. I think he's like 37. Yeah, that brings up another point. Another guy I thought about was uh, Joaquin Soria for the Athletics. Dude has been money all season long, and he's the setup guy for the A's, but the A's have been best team in baseball, arguably. So, you know, there's probably no way you're going to get him, but that would be a perfect match, I think. So what we are saying, to summarize, is bring in a very, very veteran arm, right? Sergio, Victoria, Harris, just bring on in in all all the old arms. Yeah, clearly we just need some bullpen arms and – we would probably be okay. So, dude, go after Salvador Perez, man. 
How, how awesome would that be to have a catcher that's hitting over 300 in our lineup that has postseason experience? And he's a leader too. I mean, he's he's a vocal guy. He's he's a leader through and through. So I I really love that idea. He he's a free agent for a few years. He's expensive. The Royals are rebuilding. The only thing is that we would have to give up an arm and a leg for Salvador. That would be they can like, have Wade Davis. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him Wade Davis back. Wade Davis, Daniel Murphy. Add them all, add them all to the list. Like we'd have to give up McMahon or Toppy or somebody. I yeah, swear to God, that's, that's if, the thing. If Brightish trades Brendan Rodgers, what do we do? You might, you know, it, it's a possibility. What do we? I'm going to take the signed baseball and I'm just going to throw it out the window. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> Can you throw it to me? I want it. I don't know, man. That's that's kind of like a career move kind of a thing. Because if Brendan Rodgers gets traded and he just starts tearing it up and we get, you know, Salvador Perez and he's just like injured the rest of the, his career, you know, it's like Brightus is just – that's a huge risk and that's just not what Brightus does. Hey, so. hey. Is it worth it though? Go, Jay. It, it could be. If, if we're making a push and that's what we need and Brendan Rodgers still hasn't turned it up, Here's the move I want to see at the trade line, the trade deadline. Can we just get rid of Jeff Breidich for literally anybody else? Yeah, can we, we just can we trade our GM? <laughs> I they always talk about this in the NBA about trading coaches, like it never actually happens, or NFL like too. NFL too, like just trading the coaches back and forth because technically they're under contract, they're able to be traded. It's just. How much of a how how big of the cojones would Brightage have to trade himself? <laughs> I'll give up I'll give up Brightage and Brandon Rogers if Greg Popovich could come over and just <laughs> from the Spurs to the Rockies to different yes. sports. Pop Pop's coming over. So question. So if we do have to do like a Brandon Rogers for Salvador Perez, absolutely no way it happens, but the hypothetical's there. We get rid of Brendan Rodgers, who's going to be a stud, but we win the World Series this year, not next year, this year, this COVID year. Are we happy? Are we okay? Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I will do anything for that. Hands down. I was having an argument with a friend about uh, a friend? season, and if you actually win the World Series, does it mean anything? Is it worth it? You know? And the answer was, hell yes. I will take any type of championship in any type of situation, let's go. Win's a win, no matter what it is. We all play under the same rules, right, James? <laughs> I'm not going to get into that argument. That's a fantasy baseball thing that is completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. So how about you guys just get fucked? <laughs> we are Blake Street Banter. One of us know what the word banter means. The other two are just here for the ride. Let's go rocks. Woo! Thank you for watching. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple's Podcast, or Google Podcast by looking up Blake Street Banter. Thank you.